Hi, James. Ben, how are you? I'm good. Uh, had a refreshing break from you last week. So. I, and I was about to say how much I missed you. <laughs> how, how, was, how was your week? It was good. Um, it was good. Uh, we, uh, gosh, it feels so long ago. I can't even, I almost can't remember. I, it was our annual user conference in Arizona last week in Scottsdale, a part of the country I hadn't been to. It was lots of fun. Got to meet some cool people, talk to some interesting people, including um, Fred Reicheld, who's the creator of NPS, who's uh, come on board with Medallia as an advisor, which was super cool. Very cool. And uh, so I trust the conference went well. Yeah, it went really well. Lots of interesting speakers and lots of interesting companies there. It was lots of fun. And and Arizona's really quite beautiful and it was unseasonably cold at the time too, which was really awesome. Oh, perfect. Did you did you get to see any get out of Scottsdale to see any scenery or are you mostly in the city the whole time? Um, I did do a drive with a couple of friends to Phoenix to this um pizza restaurant that's apparently and I'm sure I'm going to ruffle feathers even by suggesting this, but it's considered one of the best pizza places in um the states. And so we did the drive and a friend a friend who's a local there showed me around a little bit like a bit of the desert. It wasn't I really want to make it to Antelope Canyon one of these days, and I, I haven't had the chance, and there wasn't time this time around, but at some point, I really want to get back and do that. Sorry, I was stuck on the the suggestion that uh, there might be a pizza restaurant in Arizona that's the best <laughs> in, in, in the States I, or um, state. In the States, apparently. Yeah. And and the pizza, to be fair, I, I mean, I, I won't claim to be the world's best pizza connoisseur, but the pizza was absolutely amazing. So they may be onto something. I think it was called Pizza Bianco or something. If anyone's in the Phoenix area, go check it out. It's definitely worth looking. It's definitely worth eating at. It was really good pizza. Yeah, so now we're branching out into uh, food recommendations. Oh, I, yeah, I know. I, I, this is no paid endorsements. I didn't get any free pizza. I just really <laughs> liked it. It was really They're good. like, that's the exponent guy. <laughs> like his co-host is always mean to him. We should give him some free pizza. <laughs> and no, I, I, we, we, I, we haven't achieved quite that level of recognition yet, but uh, hopefully one day. Yes, yet. Yet being the operative word. Absolutely. <laughs> we're going to experience exponential growth and then we're good to go. there we go um great uh well i finally got my apple watch how is it i mean i feel like we need a drum roll or something after talking about it for so much so much anticipation so many like discussions this is like the moment when it's arrived uh i love it uh it is that's awesome com- it has completely exceeded my expectations that's- and it, which is interesting because i mean that, that, that doesn't seem to be the prevailing sentiment on the internet Huh. Which is uh, interesting because when the first reviews started coming out, the observation was it was the techies who didn't like it for the set lack of the lack of feeling of purpose, but it was the general user who seemed to really quite enjoy it. But that that's not the way that you're going with your experience. Well, I mean, I'd like to think I experience at least some parts of technology different than, than a regular regular techie. Um okay. I'm sh- I'm sure that's that's uh, wishful thinking. Um but I think for sure, I think there's an aspect of it that that is about uh, just expectations and and what you're what, mm. what you're looking for out of it. And you know, I I think that in the run up, um, for the most part, the stuff I was running with the watch, I, I feel like was mostly coming from a relatively unique spot. Um, you know, and that is more focused on it being you know kind of a key to your life and and that sort of aspect as opposed to like being like oh it's going to save you time and it's going to all the notification stuff. Um, and I think 
And so I think that my perspective, my perspective and expectations were different than a lot of folks. And, mm. uh, at least for me, I, I think we're, we're uh, in the right direction as far, as far as what to expect. What about it? Do you like, so well, at first, I mean, I guess for, for me, I, I was just super excited. Like, honestly, the thing that every day where I would look forward to the watch, there was one specific moment every day before the watch. I think I've told this to you a few podcasts ago, but every morning my daughter would wake up and she asked me, should I bring a jacket today? Right. And I have to go find my phone or, you know, cause I've just woke up, you know, it's not in my pocket and I have to look up the weather and then tell her. And every single time I would do that, I'd be like, you know, boy, I can't wait to have that the watch. I can just look down and see what the weather is. Mm. And, and that's, that's what I do now. And what it is, is it's a watch, which, and maybe this is because I was already a watch wearer. Um, it's a watch, but it just tells you more than just the time. And, and for sure, the best thing about it is that is the, the face it's, and by the face, not like necessarily the faces. I actually am not super thrilled with the faces Apple offers. Um, and very much hope that they open it up to, to third parties. Uh, but it's the, the complications, the extra stuff you can put on there. Um, you know, so I have, uh, right now I have the time, I have the date I have, I use the modular face. I'll do, I do switch it up. I have the weather, you know, it's type eight, mostly cloudy uh, or 32 degrees, mostly cloudy, high of 32, low of 24. I mean, it's the middle of the day. So obviously we're at the high right now, but in the morning you can wake up and it's 23, but you see, Oh, high 32. Oh, you know, for sure. You don't need a jacket. It's going to be sweating. Um, San Francisco time. And then I have a one touch access to alarm and, and timer, which I use all the time. Like I, for my kids all the time, like, Oh, five minutes do this or something. Boom. Mm. Timer or or boiling water or something. And then alarms like it, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm woefully disorganized, so I always set alarms. Like if 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 I'm going to have a call with someone or whatever, I'll just set an alarm uh, to remind me right before it happens. Um, I I mean I should probably should make a calendar event, but just, <laughs> like to, I I don't like I don't have that many events in my calendar, honestly. And okay. honestly, just like or I need to take the garbage out, for example, right? So I'll set something for one fifty five just to remind me. Um, what about the, that? What about the garbage truck song? Yeah, well, I mean, once the garbage truck song comes, if you haven't prepared the garbage, right, then it's a race against time. Um, and so I can reach over, tap it, and and it works great. Um, and so all that stuff, that's all stuff I expected, and it's lived up to my expectations. Uh, where I think it's it's vastly exceeded it uh, has really been Siri, honestly. Um, it, for some reason, works way better on the watch than, than on the phone, uh, which is which is weird. I mean, it's, it's the same back end. Um, some people were speculating, maybe it's like the microphone is, is better tuned, uh, for the sort of, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm just pure speculation, but, uh, it works really well. The idea of like, of answering calls on your wrist, which sounds dumb is actually unbelievably convenient. Um, uh, my wife and I have spoken on the phone more in the last week than we have, in the last year and not because we're not talking, it's just like when she's, you know, out and about, it's just so easy. Hey Siri, call, you know, call my wife. And, uh, and I mean, that's her favorite feature by far is being able to just answer the phone, um, without having to find her phone and dig it out and stuff like that. Um, and I think, I think the reason why what I like about it and what differs from the reviews is I'm not looking to the watch like 
when you're reviewing something, you get it. Okay, I have this watch. I have to put a review up in in five days or seven days, or whatever. Mm. You're making it the center of your attention, mm. right? And and the watch's strength is not being the center of your attention, right? That if you're you're that's not what it's meant to be used mm. for. It's meant to be with you and to be kind of uh, a passive part mm-hmm. of your life where it's there and it's there on command. And like you have a thought come to you, you boom, you, you take care of it right then. And it, it just is totally frictionless. The problem is, is like the sort of mindset where it excels, where it's just there uh, is the exact opposite sort of mindset you have mm. to take into a review. And so I think that's why the reviews were, were, you know, even then I think the reviews were, they had a lot of positive in them. Um, but why they weren't effusive, uh, I think was partly this, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it reminds me of, so uh, I'm, I'm probably a little less so now, but I used to be a car nut and it was, it was always one of these interesting things to go and drive a car or try and live with a car that you'd seen reviewed because you get a journalist in a car and they're basically like, how much can I get the back end to to swing out like with oversteer or whatever? Like they're driving it like a hooligan. And the experience of like having a car for 24 hours and driving it really hard, which is what motoring journalists really love to do, is very different from the experience of actually owning a car. And um, I I think what you're describing, what you're describing there resonates for me. Yeah. Uh, it, the car one's an interesting example, actually, because I remember – we got a car right when my daughter was born um, and I didn't really like it at all. Uh, it was, it, it was the a Nissan Bluebird Sylphie or something. It wasn't sold in the States. Um, hmm. uh, it was, you know, it was fine. Uh, m- my wife liked it. Um, and actually over time I grew to totally love the car. And the reason was it was a great car for, for living in. Right. Like stuff was in the right place. There was a huge place in the center to put stuff, the way like the layouts of the controls of the, the, the stereo and the and the, the screen and the, you know, climate controls were all just all made sense. Mm. And it was a car that was frictionless to mm. to live in. Right. It wasn't a, it, like it wasn't of great driving experience. Right. You weren't like. Right. You, but that that wasn't important for me. Like I had a, we had a newborn daughter. You know, when we were using it, it was almost always with the family and it was something that was very attuned to living with. And that was also the, the first car I had where I had the uh, the keyless entry, which I, I've we've talked about before. And, you know, again, it's the sort of thing that the utility, you can see the utility when you use it once, but you can't uh. appreciate it until you use it a hundred times. You know, and and you can't and when you go to get a rental car or something and you don't have it anymore, you're like, oh, my God, I seriously used to pull out a key every single time, Uh, which sounds stupid. Again, it sounds stupid to say it. And a lot of stuff about I'm saying what the watch probably sounds people who don't have it yet. But it's one of those things where if you start smoothing over little transactions in your life, Mm. those transactions multiply and they increase, dare I say, exponentially and and suddenly there's this all this friction that's gone that you can't you didn't even realize was there until it was gone and again i'm only a weekend so we'll see how it takes but it's one of those things where i i find myself using it uh more and more 
And by extension, I think the one thing where I think people are definitely missing it when writing about it, even people writing about positively, uh, I 100%, even more than I did before, think that uh, in the future, this thing will have a radio and we will leave our phones behind Mm -hmm. or on the dresser or in our beds a lot more. Like it is absolute. If you think it's going to always be an appendage to the phone, I think you're nuts. Um, And, and I thought that before, and I absolutely think that even more so now. Yeah. So how have you found um, the, the, the daily charging? Has that annoyed you? Not at all. The battery life actually is, has exceeded my expectations. Um, I use it. I've used it heavily. Um, Actually, I'll give an example of this later and it's never, gotten below what 20% I think. And I put it on. So I, I put the charger next to my bed. I go to, I go to bed late. Uh, I only, I sleep very little, um, plug it in. When I go to bed, put it on when I wake up in the morning and don't think about it ever. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. It, like, it, much less of an issue than the phone. I mean, the, yet you have to carry the charger, I suppose when you travel, which will be a mm. pain, but like my phone, I'm always babysitting it. Right. Mm. Whenever I'm outside, uh, you know, I have a charger in my car. I have a, I have a battery in my bag, like, and I'm always plugging it in whatever freak, freak chance. Um, zero, zero battery anxiety with, with the watch. Um, again, you're not going to wear it two days in a row, but you know, if you're going to have to charge it every day is arguably better than every other day anyway, because you know, you, you just get in the habit. Mm. So are there any things you don't like about it? Well, so, I mean, a, a lot of the criticism, especially around like third party apps and stuff like that is totally fair. Some of them are super slow. Uh, you know, the connecting to the phone thing is clearly taking time. Um, and so all that, all that is totally fair. I, I think the, the, my risk, I'm less concerned about that. Uh, and the reason is uh, if your criticism of a tech product is that it's slow, uh, that like, that's going to solve itself. That's going to solve itself. Right. I mean, that, that, that's the history of technology is if it's working now, but it's too slow, like in two years, it's not going to be too slow. And mm-hmm. uh, that said, uh, there's no question that Apple's built-in apps perform way better than any third-party app. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do wonder if it was a mistake by Apple to even have these kind of half-ass yeah. third-party apps that run on the phone. Because most of them are a bad experience. Like they're loading and buffering and blah, blah, blah. And whereas the Apple apps are are, are you know pretty snappy. Uh, and And... And I think that has made it into a worse experience than it might have been. And I think that, honestly, I, I think a lot of developers are making poor choices, to be totally frank. Um, you see a lot of apps where uh, they say, like, oh, open your phone to continue. Or, like, like take, mm-hmm. like, so compare two apps, so the Wall Street Journal and, and the New York Times. The Wall Street Journal app uh, has a list of stories, and they have pictures, which is okay, but say there's a story, Indian Prime Minister prods coal monopoly. I tap it, and it has like a paragraph that says, for full, for full article, swipe up on your phone. So it's doing like the continuity thing where on my phone, like it's loaded, and I can swipe up, and I, mm-hmm. I can see it. The problem is like that it's – this is like the mindset that so many PC companies had going to the phone. Mm-hmm. They presume that the PC was, the, was what mattered, and the phone was an extension of that. And yes, that was the case at the beginning, but over time, like that mindset actually ended up being fatal because you didn't appreciate how the center of gravity was moving to the phone and you were always uh, presuming the PC would always be there, right? I think there are developers making the same, making the same mistake here. Um, I, I think a better example is uh, the New York Times. It, it, 
And the, what, what the New York Times has done is they have stories, but they've rewritten the stories for the watch. And mm-hmm. so they are uh, they're like maybe two to three paragraphs long. And then they don't tell you to go to the phone. Like just that that very – it's that suggestion that you go to the phone that I find – lots of apps do this. And I I don't like it. It makes me feel like you half-assed the app, right? You're 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 using the phone as a crutch. The New York Times, if you force press, it has a save for later. Um, and you can save for later and then you can go on the New York Times on the app or the site and you can it will have the collection of all your stories. I think that's a better implementation. Um, but I got to be totally honest. Uh I'm going to use the nuts thing. I think you're nuts if you don't think people will read longer length pieces on the on the watch. Um, now, I know that sounds strange, but uh, here's my here's my example of of when I I really want to do this. So, uh, Mother's Day, we went out to a nice Mother's Day dinner with the whole family, and then we went to a coffee shop my wife really liked. Um, and while we were there, my wife and I got coffee, and uh, and the kids were you know they, it was late, they hadn't had their nap, they're kind of lucky around, so. Gave them my phone to watch some YouTube videos or something. Don't judge me. I'm not, when you're I, a parent, I, I, when you're a parent, you will understand. I, uh, I, I thought you were about to say you're at Mother's Day lunch and you were sick of the conversation and you wanted to read an article. No, 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 no. I was going to judge you then, but no, I'll no. let you get away with the kids. No, my thing. wife. That's I think cool. she was in the bathroom or something or whatever. Uh, or she was talking to. Her, I don't remember. Like I wasn't being a jerk. I swear to God. So I I took the I took the the watch off my wrist. And held it in my hand and then was like flipping through these articles, right? Mm. And here it actually – you hold it in your hand. Your thumb is actually well-placed to do swipes back and forth. Mm. And you can do the, the little – the scroll wheel thing, the digital crown. Mm. And and I mean now I'm an extreme example. I – my first experience with like with like uh, you know shocking phone bill charges when I was like 2000 – um, or 2001. I, I remember what it was. I remember I was interning in Washington, DC and I had a Samsung flip phone that had mm-hmm. three lines of text and like 15 characters per line or something. And you bet I was reading RSS feeds on my phone. using <laughs> digital navigation. I, I used to go and like way on the, like during lunch, I used to like go to the national mall or something. And just, I love just laying in the sun and I would be on my phone reading. Right. I've always loved to read, always been following stuff. Um, and it was all fine day until I got a phone bill for like three hundred dollars. I was like, Oof. "Whoa!" Um, uh, but the point, like that reading experience, was way worse than anything you can get on the watch right now. And yes, I'm an extreme example. Most people weren't reading on their on their on their phones in 1999 or 2000 or whatever. But I I've been I've gone back to read a few original iPhone reviews and. Um, I want to get some more specific ones, but there's definitely in some of them a sense that, oh, of course you're not going to read a book on here. You're not going to read a long article. That, you know, that's what you'll do on the VC. But for short stuff, it's really great, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And how do we actually use it? Like we we read books on our phones. We read, you know, 14,000 word New Yorker stories on our phones. Uh, and And some of us, myself included, prefer it. And... I think that you underestimate the value of convenience and immediacy relative to quote unquote comfort and performance at your peril. And um, yes, this is a ways on the line, but I can 100% see leaving the house, not having my phone, being out and about, standing in mm-hmm. line and reading through my, reading through on my, on, on my watch. And 
Um, I'm more convinced of that than ever. It's really interesting. It, uh, so at least right now, the a lot of the uses, so with the exception perhaps of the New York Times app that you've mentioned, a lot of the uses that you seem to be most excited about seem to be, um, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, but they're, they're kind of core Apple uses. Um, yeah, no, totally. And I think that that's, that's not a surprise. A, hor- a horse deju had a, had a really great um, articulation of kind of like the hierarchy on the watch. Mm. And so the highest hierarchy and the most important and the most meaningful is the watch face. And that's exactly right. Like you just, the glance, you lift up your wrist and there's information that you want or need, or you tap the stopwatch, you tap the weather and you go to that app. Um, the second one I think he had was notifications where something comes in and it gets your attention. And I, again, I was perhaps primed because I've already, I've long ago cut off the vast majority of my notifications. Um, like I don't get notifications for email. I have one account. That's a private account that very few people that is do. I get notifications for text messages, um, my line messages, and that's pretty much it. Um, so I've, so I, this idea that you would get, be inundated with notifications wasn't as, it hasn't been an issue for me. And I think that's key to appreciating them. Um, the whole tap, like the, it's hard to explain, but you get the tap, you can look right there. You can look later. You look and there. It is right there. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And, and the, and the, it's so much different than pulling out your phone when it's indiscriminate. You don't know what it is and seeing it and, it's so much more abrupt and yeah, I get the idea of that glancing at your wrist when you're with people might be rude, but you don't have to look at your wrist right then. Like you can wait and then take a glance later. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, the notifications have been great. Uh, I like, I like them a lot. Uh, so that was the second hierarchy that Horace had. The third one was the glances where you slide up on the, on the watch screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, these, these are okay. Um, there's a couple, like I really like, I have the NBA one, which I, which it took, it's a little quirky to get set up, but once it's working, it works well. And that's really great. I can, I, but most of the glances I would like to have on the screen, like I would love to be able to see like the, the, the score on the watch face itself. Um, for now it's an okay compromise. And then for sure, bottom of the list is apps. And so that screen and in that aspect, this screen with all these little icons, um, that doesn't seem to scale well. Uh, it's, it actually makes more sense. And the reason it makes more sense is because you're actually not there very often. And when you're there, you're deliberately doing something mm. right. And so the watch most of the time is not about deliberate actions. It's responsive actions or it's in the moment stuff right. where, and so you're actually very rarely using that app screen in most of the time you, you use the watch uh, where you do use it is when you actually want to actively go go do something. And there's not that much. Like, like I said, my kids are using my phone. So I looked at the New York times app. I would, even if I, I could totally see not having my phone and doing that. Um, I was somewhere today and my, my, my phone was, was in my bag. It wasn't close to me. And so I, I glanced to my Twitter replies um, using Twitter. Cause the Twitter app is unsurprisingly terrible. Uh, and the, uh, and there's a couple of like, uh, I have Authy. Do you use Authy? Mm-mm. Oh, fantastic. So Authy, uh, two-factor authentication, if you want to do it in an app, don't use the Google app, you can use Authy. And they have a service that's that uh, a cloud service basically for your 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 two-factor authentication uh, 
numbers or whatever. Now, obviously, it's a little less secure because now it's in a service. But given it's a secondary, it's a secondary authentication. I think it's I find it worth the uh, additional or slight decrease in security to have like, for example, you get a new phone. You don't have to redo all your numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. I have like 20 numbers in there, right? It's it, um, and so they have a watch app and that's a perfect example because at night I often take my laptop into the living room and that's I do a lot of support stuff. And so I like, so I have to log into Stripe two factor authentication. Where's my phone? Oh, now it's right on my wrist. And like, it's, it's a, it's a perfect use case, I think. And there I go to the app screen and I open up Authy, and I get my number and I put it in. And that's a really, um, I think great, great use case, uh, for it. But in general, you you just don't live there that often, and given that, um, that's okay. You don't just if, yeah. if that makes sense. So, I want to explore a concern I have with you, and I want to I want your help in understanding whether it's a legitimate concern or something that's going to be resolved in the long run. When when the phone first came out. Um, it was very much focused on the Apple Core apps, kind of in the same way that the watch right now is focused on the Apple Core apps. Is that, I mean, yeah, the watch has third party apps, but really it sounds like the way you're using it is kind of synonymous with the way people use the first gen iPhone. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Uh, I, I think so. I'll keep going. Um, well, I just think about the way that I communicate with um, the way I communicate with a lot of folks now and uh, on my phone. And increasingly, I am doing an amount of communication that does not rely on Apple Core apps, whether it's Instagram, um, everyone's using Facebook, you're getting notifications on Facebook, um, Twitter, and so on and so forth. It, it's it's easy to peel through those notifications right now on the phone because there's screen real estate that that they present all that information to you on the screen and it's easy to scroll through. But as the device gets smaller and smaller, so so you talked about the information on the face and the notifications as being the two, like in terms of Horace's hierarchy, the two things that folk that matter the most. As um I don't know. I, I, I just think about the types of notifications that I'd want to receive and information. And yeah, of course, like phone calls is, is really important to me. Uh, messages are really important. But there are so many other mechanisms for being informed about or, or, or communicating with people that, that Apple don't really have access to, things like Instagram and Facebook. And it, it the the way that you cull down the notifications is having an understanding of who is important and who isn't and the problem is a apple doesn't have access to the, the to a social graph really or at least not at present not a solid one so it, i mean if you're getting i mean so I, I remember you mentioning this specific instance like with instagram like a girlfriend or a boyfriend posts a photo on instagram and you want to be the first person to like it but right now if you turn on notifications on instagram you're going to get a stream of all these different things whereas given the much smaller amount of screen real estate you want the you want to prioritize the notifications but because Apple doesn't have access to the information that lives off in Facebook's wall garden, 
it may not work as well as it does when it's things like text messages and phone calls. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess I, there's nothing preventing that from from happening, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just that it's up to Instagram to implement that. Right. I mean, like Twitter, then, Twitter, for example, Twitter lets you uh, set alerts for a specific user that you that you want to know when they tweet or when they reply or whatever. Um, and if you have that set by Twitter, then the watch the watch will respect that. I mean, I guess I, I'm you. I guess you're presenting a. Um, I guess it's a fundamental problem because there's no way that Apple could fix that. You're asking Apple to have like Instagram specific settings that tap into your Instagram social graph. Like that's on Instagram to, to implement if that makes sense. So here's the thing. You said that you didn't have an issue with notifications because you've been very well conditioned around notifications to like turn things on and off. And I, I think that you would actually be in the vast minority of, of users. I don't think most people are well conditioned to dig into the notification screen and understand, Oh, like, like, uh, like I need to turn these things on and off or I'm going to keep getting bombarded with things. I don't, I don't think people are as active as you are in managing the notifications. But as the screen real estate gets smaller, it's not just a, a matter of managing notifications across apps. It's actually a matter of managing notifications within apps. And that adds a, a, a whole new layer of complexity. And yeah, you can ask... Um, you can ask app manufacturers to like or app makers to start doing this. But I, I started to think about the, the company that is actually very well positioned to have this information. And, and if they were to like take it to a watch and withhold it from an, an, another manufacturer, it would actually be Facebook. Because I, so I don't know if you've, if you log into Facebook and you click on your, um, your profile page, I think I've observed that the friends that they list on the profile page are actually people that you tend to interact with the most. They see all the messages, they see all the likes, they've probably um, built that understanding up from uh, from seeing who you interact with on the wall or, or whatever, maybe where you're listed in photos together, stuff like that. And it's the same with Instagram. And then they're getting that information from Messenger and potentially WhatsApp as well. And they have all this incredibly detailed information that lets them prioritize or, or could help them easily set automatic notifications based on uh, based on uh, based on who you communicate with um, most frequently. And I, I guess to keep extrapolating it out, I, I I know we've talked about the bear case for Apple being when. It, when hardware gets abstracted, where everything is done up in the cloud. And I wonder as the screen size gets smaller and smaller, the information that lives up in the cloud becomes more and more important to delivering a great user experience. And this might actually be, uh, again, it's just a hypothesis that I want to run by you because it's not fully baked. But this, the, the smaller size of the watch face may actually be the starting point of Apple bumping up against being able to deliver a great experience because it doesn't have all that access to things like social graphs that live up in the cloud. Uh, I, I, I kind of think you're overthinking it. Okay. Um, I think that's well, entirely possible. Well, no, I, I both agree and disagree. So where I disagree is... Uh, First off, a lot of the stuff I just listed that I like about the watch, for uh-huh. sure there's people pulling out their hair out now saying, Android Wear does that, Pebble does that, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. 
yes, I get that other members do that. Um, I've, I haven't had any real desire to wear anyone else's guard, you know, well, one, I, I have an iPhone. I have an iPhone by choice. I've used Android. I continue to prefer an iPhone and that's fine. I own up to that. Um, and so for one, obviously the watch, you know, just works better with that Two, Uh, I, th- I think the hardware is, I'm really happy with the hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the strap, I, I have the, like I said, I have the rubber strap, which I had tried it before, so I knew I wanted it. It's great. It's really fantastic. The heart rate stuff and all that works really well. Um, mm. Like, basically, everything from a hardware perspective is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, I, I don't really see a watch out there that, that sure. is competitive. So, so, so that's point one where um, I think the hardware advantage is actually magnified by the nature of the device, if that makes sense. Okay. Yep. So yep, that does. Two, as far as the notifications thing, like, um, yes, you're right. It's a problem that Apple can't control that. And I suppose were Facebook to release a Facebook watch that, you know, perfectly understood you and delivered notifications when you want them, et cetera. Uh, and did this other stuff that could be that could be a threat, you know, to Apple in that the out of the box notifications experience would arguably be better. That said, uh, is the Facebook watch going to support Line? Is it going to support Twitter? Is it going to support all these sort of things? Like there's there there's advantages mm-hmm. that come from being a neutral platform mm-hmm. um, and having a fair playing field for for everyone. You say yeah, I'm focused on the Apple apps. Well, but the Apple apps are like core to the functionality of the device like it's an alarm clock or a, you know a watch face or 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 weather that sort of stuff right they're not whereas uh facebook would i think there, there's an aspect and facebook had this difficulty back on the desktop when they tried to build a platform right they ended up basically competing with their with their partners and i i've written in the past that i think facebook was saved from itself by mobile because w- on mobile they didn't need to give space to partners. Like they were just one, just another app, which means they could give all their space to advertisers and mm. do, built this incredibly compelling ad unit that basically is immersive. It's in the stream and it takes over your screen. Like if you scroll through Facebook every few seconds, your entire screen is an advertisement. And most people don't even really notice or appreciate, but that's like, that's more attention for an ad than any other digital unit. Like, except for like arguably pre-rolls on videos. Right? Totally. And, totally. And, and but if Facebook were going to try to be a platform, then they need to give space to their partners, and it, it gets messy. And so, yes, you're right. There are as, there are certain aspects where Facebook could deliver a better experience. But as a whole, as a looking at it as an entire system, uh, I think Apple is uh, as a platform provider is okay and. Uh, given the importance, even greater importance of hardware, are arguably even in an even stronger position. Mm, I, I mean, I, the hardware point is incredibly well made, but let me continue to push. I think you're on the, I think you're on the, so you talked about um, the, the apps that work really well for the watch and you talked about things like the alarm clock and the timer and the weather. I, I don't think those are things that aren't replicable. Now, again, putting aside the hardware, but like those core use cases that you're describing for the watch aren't replicable. What 
what I think a company like Facebook, I mean, the advantage of the watch or, or, or when you read the reviews, the watch starts getting annoying when it provides too many notifications, when it starts um, when it starts distracting you from your everyday life. And the way it the way for it not to do that without going through the uh, uh, the notifications um, process that you've gone through. And um, I, I also think you're an unusual, I don't want to mischaracterize you, but like the way you described your calendar at the outset, it's, and, and your email, you have, there are a limited number of people who have your personal email. Um, you have limited meetings. Um, it's, it sounds like you spend a lot of, like you interact a lot personally with your wife and your kids. Like there are, there are limited number of high priorities, uh, in terms of people that will notify you that you want to know about on the watch. I'm not necessarily certain that that is, that is universal or it's even the majority. I, I actually wonder whether it's the minority. And Facebook having access to the, the ability to be able to get um, an, to, to someone sends you a message and knowing whether to disturb you or to display it on the watch actually might become, I, I, I'm wondering out loud, it, could that become as important to delivering a great experience as uh, like, as, um, as the hardware, for example. I get what you're saying, but the problem is even if it was Facebook, like, yeah, I'm not at work. I don't have a full calendar and tons of emails. I used to. Like, I, I, I've been in that life. And if I have a, this, this, a Facebook watch that perfectly tunes my Facebook notifications, is it also going to perfectly tune my work email, my work notifications? I mean, the reality is, is any sort of provider, there's no one's going to have total control over the notification stack. Like it's, mm-hmm. it has to be done on a per application basis. I think it's fair to question: Will people be take the action to cut off notifications as opposed to just cut off the watch as a whole? And I think that someone who spends three hundred fifty dollars on up for a watch will, uh, you know, you had to go through the watch app to install the apps anyway. And mm. it's very prominent in the watch app is notifications where you can turn stuff off on a per on a per mm-hmm. app basis. I, I don't I think that people will figure out how to turn this stuff off. It's not like you just it's not like you 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 magically start getting crazy notifications like you have to turn them on. And if you can turn them on, you can turn them off. So totally. So I, I mean, and I, I guess I get I get your point. I just think that I don't think we're in a world where everything is Facebook. And as long as that's not the case, then Facebook's- Oh, I mean, to- totally. I, I, I totally, I'm totally with you. We're not in the world where everything is Facebook. I just think about beyond the use case for communication, beyond those core, those core, uh, like I want to know what the weather and the time and the alarms and all those kinds of things are, is like, I want to know when like my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my mom or my dad or my best friends or like people that I suddenly all of a sudden started talking to lots more. Like I want to know if they message me. I like that's the kind like when it comes to communication with other people, that's the time when I want to know when someone's that's when I want to be disturbed. That's when I want a notification or a tap. And um I I I, I, I again I um, I don't. I don't mean to belabor the point. It's just I don't want to be consistently adjusting all those things on a per app basis. And again, Facebook seems to be one of the places where people interact with lots of those 
in terms of like the place where people do that on a proprietary basis, so beyond text message and phone calls, which anyone conceivably could have access to because it's kind of public, Facebook seems to be the place that it happens the most. And I wonder if that gives them some advantage in notifications. I mean, p- very possible. But I mean, I, I think that the reality is, is that advantage would be less than you might think, given the mm. fact that there'll be so many other things that have notifications. And so they may, they can fix their problem, but there's other problems they can't. And mm. then all the other reasons why it wouldn't. But I mean, it, I, 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 get, I, get, I get what you're saying. Um, uh, so uh, I, I think I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. Thank you for humoring me. <laughs> no. Well, I think the, 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 the bigger issue and why Facebook in particular is interesting. And this actually uh, ties in with the Facebook uh, instant articles, you know, which launched mm. this week. Finally, uh, we, we, we talked about it previously, wrote about it previously. Um, but what Facebook is doing, I've, I've written about this in the context of Tencent before too, and WeChat, and this is very much what's happening in China, is they are building for all intents and purposes a, a, an environment, an operating system, a place where you live that sits on top of iOS and sits on top of Android mm, um, right? and basically makes the underlying OS an implementation detail. Right. And and this this is a story that's happened before. It's what happened on the desktop, right? Yeah, browser to Windows. Exactly. What's different now and what's interesting and is why Facebook is so fascinating, why I write about them so much and why we talk about them, is the browser, because it was built on an open spec, theoretically anyway, um, was uh, no one could, like, even though Microsoft, like, won the browser wars, what did they win? They didn't actually win anything anything um i mean they they extended them a little bit with the embrace and extend of like common standards but yeah in the long run it right exactly exactly um whereas you know there's still like banks in south korea like that you have to have like you know (laughs) internet explorer and so presumably they're selling more computers for that reason um but i mean even in the long run the very long run like now there's virtual machines right and you can like actually run windows on your mac um yeah uh, of course, you've bought a fully licensed copy of Windows, so it's okay. Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, but w- in this case, there's this new platform like a browser on your phone that people live in and increasingly do everything in. And again, it's it's even more extensive when it comes to WeChat, owned by a company, a private company yeah. that has the opportunity to use it for you know their own financial gain. And that's interesting and that's fascinating. And that's why, in some respects, uh, the greater long-term threat to Apple arguably is not Android or Google. It's Facebook. Mm. And this is why you were right in, in a sense. And it's because it abstracts away what, what is special about iOS. I, and, right. It, it can sit. Uh, yeah. I, I I think that's a very nice articulation of the point from a very different angle. I I, I agree. I, I had I I, I had argued for a minute before saying that. Yeah, you're right. You have a point. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. Um, no, I, I think like I said on the narrow point as far as like I don't see Facebook building a watch, for example, anytime soon. Um, but on a broader point, your your point, I think your your point actually is. Thank you. <laughs> this sounds like awkward. 
<laughs> no, I think it's kind of, I think it's endearing awkward. I, if I wanted to give you a hard time, I'd say my point wasn't well made until you made a different version of the same point. And then you say my point was well made. <laughs> get crap for this. Um, yeah. So anyhow, uh, well, it, it's interesting in, in some respects, uh, this, you know, again, Im- impressive by Apple, uh, in that moving to the watch uh, and have in building this up. And like I said, I totally believe that the watch will be a standalone device sooner rather than later. I mean, people mm. forget, but the iPhone was totally dependent on a Mac when it came out. Right. Yeah. Maybe if you, you get your, well, camera. I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, did we have this discussion? Yeah, it was mostly, over. yeah, let's not revisit, but like it definitely couldn't set one up without a um, computer. Absolutely, um, and for sure that's the case with with the watch now. But I, I in like right now, uh, so right now, if you're just at home uh, on the same Wi-Fi network, you don't need to be close to your phone. Like it, the watch mm. will be fully functional, like anywhere in, anywhere in the house. Um, and like I said, my frustration with the watch is actually that I feel third party developers aren't being aggressive enough. Like I feel they. Lots of third-party developers, because once once you get an app actually loaded, it it, it works fine, right? The performance is fine. It's the actual loading and and the connection that's that's the problem. So like the initial launch is, is a pain. Um, but I feel like most developers are I- intimidated by the small screen size and limited controls, and are thus like building these handicapped apps. And um, I, like I downloaded an RSS reader, uh, and I haven't used RSS in ages. But the reason I did, because you can trust an RSS reader, they're just going to dump everything in there, right? And I've read articles in there, and because they're the only ones that are providing like full length stuff on uh, on the watch, and like uh, again, like I'm a I'm a masochist as far as reading on small small screens, and you're not going to spend again, you're not going to buy a watch to read a book on it, but when it comes to the in a pinch, will you use it? Mm. Sure, and. Given the fact that it's gonna always be with you, you like I want to be able to step out now and like it's it, just the watch as it is without third party apps, being able to have phone calls and messages and all that sort of stuff mm. uh, is already for sure. If it had seller capability, I would leave. I would leave home without my phone yeah. way more often. Um, the one thing it is missing is I you know I'm I like a lot of geeks. I hate being bored hate any downtime right and so there's the aspect of like well i want my phone because if there's five minutes i want to like be reading twitter or something right yeah. um and like i said uh the it's not that far that could be there today but i feel like developers are almost like chicken to yeah for it. so so i i mean i have all along and i continue to agree that this thing starts to become super freaking cool once they put the 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 radio in it i just like the technology is probably not there yet with the battery life and getting everything small enough right, so right they, I, they I, exist I, but yeah they're they're huge and bulky the watches that have it are big and bulky and yeah presumably the so it's on the right. way i i think you're being a little unfair to developers like oh, oh yeah, yeah i'm not yeah, yeah no for sure i'm just saying it's like going to any new device um yeah no i mean like there's a paradigm shift that's taken place inside of the interface and the reason that apple is it does uh, so well with these 
new devices is that they have a demonstrated ability to like wipe the slate clean and reimagine an interface. And the reason why so many other organizations like Microsoft or or whoever have failed to make that jump is that uh, like I I think it's pretty typical human nature to be burdened by the previous paradigm. And uh, it's just going to take a while for them to to like uh, let loose of the baggage, free themselves from the shackles of thinking about things the previous way, and start to shift to the new way. And it, it, that was—I I think that was the experience with the phone. So I—I I, I expect that won't take too long. Yeah. They'll get it. No, totally. And and I think that and honestly, the worst Apple app is Mail. And the reason why it's the worst app is because uh, it doesn't let you reply. It, it's and it's inferior. And actually, Line is like this too. Um, which I use a lot for chatting. It lets you reply to stickers, but doesn't let you reply with text, like using Siri. Mm. Um, and it's infuriating. Like, like the, the, again, the, the apps that frustrate me the most are the ones that presume the iPhone is there. This I wrote about this when 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 I had my big shift. I'm like, a- actually, I think that um, uh, Apple doesn't want developers to build apps with the presumption the phone is there. It's just an implementation detail. And if you look at Apple's apps with the exception of mail, I think that's the case, right? They're, they, the, the phone is there because it needs to be there. But I think if, as a developer, uh, you should think about the watch. Use it at home and leave your phone on the other side of the house and then just use the watch. So, so I, 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 I'm, you're reminding me of one of the the, the discussions slash arguments we had around the the topic of the big shift. And for those people who are more recent um, listeners to Exponent, um, don't 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 go back. <laughs> how about how about you describe what happened? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you describe what happened. What hap- What do you mean by the big shift, Ben? Oh well, I mean we were both very critical of the initial watch keynote, and and okay. I remain critical of the messaging there. Uh, although uh, even that has priced off over time. Um, but then I, I, by extension, was critical of the watch itself. Like, what's the point? You know, like they haven't articulated a, a real need, a real use case. Um, and then a week later, I completely changed my mind. I'm like, actually, um, it makes sense. I kind of see what they're going for here. Uh, it makes sense to launch now, even though they need the phone. And you right. definitely did not agree with that. You thought if it needs a phone, it's handicapped, it's crippled, et cetera. Right. And we, and, and- we, 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 uh, we uh, had a vigorous debate <laughs> slash uh, talking fast each other for an hour. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to hear an example of no, like, don't. We lost a ton of listeners <laughs> after that episode. Don't want to lose more again. Okay, don't don't go back and find <laughs> that. Um, but one of the one of the argu- one of the points around the argument slash discussion around why I was worried about the messaging and launching the watch now was that people's mental model is confused. That I I like you absolutely believe in this future where you just have the watch but you don't need the phone. And the problem is because the phone is there, um, people like their paradigm is like, well, it's it's a supplementation to the phone. And I feel like this is some small evidence to support that argument. Now, I was arguing it more from the side of users that people just like, oh, this thing is a supplement to to the phone. But this is an instance where it's actually happening in developer land. No, and your your point is, is well made and I think borne out. Um, yeah, you're right. People have the wrong mental model about about the, the at least some of them. Like they, like I said, I think mm. the New York, like the the difference between the New York Times app and the Wall Street Journal app is very subtle. But the difference is that the I feel like the 
the times is writing they're writing stories for the watch. I actually would love a chance to read the whole story there. Like I said, cause I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm a masochist when it comes to reading on small screens, mm-hmm. but the, and then having, having the option be to read later as opposed to open it on your phone to me, like just the, the way that it, it get squishy, like the way it feels to me is very different. And the New York times feels much more respectful of the watch. Whereas mm-hmm. the wall street journal it feels like it's treating it like like a cripple, right? And I don't know. It, it's it's a subtle thing, but it, it all the apps that point me to the phone. Oh, do this on your phone. Do this on your phone. Like I don't like them. I get rid of them for the most part. Um, yeah. And and I think, but it's totally understandable because you need a phone. The phone needs to be there. And so why wouldn't you use the phone? Um, and and so no, I think you're right. And I think, like I said, I think Apple the way that apps are designed where they have to use the phone feeds into that as well. And mm. I would have, I think Apple, I think Apple lost their nerve a little bit. It kind of feels like, like they, because like the reason I was always bullish on the watch as both of us were, was it see, it seems obvious. That's the next step mm. and Apple has a good history. So we're going to be mm-hmm. bullish on the watch, right? None of it totally. was because what Apple said. And we've both been super critical about about their messaging around it, you know, as, as far as that goes. Um, I, clearly, that was Apple's thing as well. Like they kind of know the the risk is next, and and it's there. And like I said, the way to enjoy the watch in to have good expectations, treat it like a watch, like it's a watch that does more. You know, if, it, when it's a watch that does more instead of a miniature iPhone that does less, like those are two totally different mindsets that I think shape how you will feel about it. If that- I mean, and that's the difference between success and failure in the creation of new categories. Like if you, if you, uh, like if I was to characterize why Microsoft failed in the smartphone space, despite being there for so much longer than Apple, is that they tried to make a computer that did less as opposed to a phone that did more. And Apple, Apple's so good typically at wiping the slate clean and starting again and building up as opposed to trying to reduce down from something that already exists. And it, like what you're describing still concerns me because that that's the approach they took or at least part of the approach they took. Yeah. Well, first off, re- remarkably well put. That's the line. That's the, that's the line of the day for sure. Um, the, the parts of the watch that I like, the, the notifications, the, uh, the watch face, um, even the glances, which again are more of a mixed bag. Those are all watch things. They're just enhanced watch things. Right. And the frustration, the frustrating parts are comes with the apps. And again, it's one of those things where you this is just it was it was an inability to say no to a good idea Mm. and having it the wrong timing, I think. And what I mean is you can get like using Authy is a revelation to be in the living room and to just be able to Mm. get that code when I need it. And I don't have to go find my phone. It's like that. The whole two-factor author, like, I, it's important. I know it's important. Like, I'm being relatively visible. Like, I feel slightly more paranoid. I mean, it was automatic. We had a really bad, like, uh, we had to lock stuff down because we got attacked fairly frequently. So I got, got in that mindset already. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, and and that was that was awesome. But being a good idea and being the right thing to do yeah, when it's not the right time to do it, is makes it a bad idea. And I think that Apple, there's plenty there in those first three layers 
to watch this device, to have it be an awesome device. And to your point, the iPhone being just a phone but better, that sets the right expectations. I'm making your point again because it was so it was such a great one. Like almost by not having apps on the first day for the phone, no one confused it with a computer. Mm. It was a phone that did more that had a browser. It was awesome. You know, and the watch by watching it with apps, it made it feel too much like a, oh, it's going to be like the iPhone. It's not like the iPhone. They should have watched it where it's just a watch that does more. And then people have it in their heads that this isn't a phone. It's a watch that that has extra stuff. And then you add in apps later. Mm, Right. When one, the performance will be better because you have native apps, not these hybrid things. Two, developers will have used a watch for six to nine months or whatever. And so they'll have an expectation of what to build like they did with the phone. And then, and three, you have the right mental model of what this device is. And, and so on this point, uh, I think you were absolutely right on last fall and you're right on today. And I think, and honestly, if you go back and read through all those reviews, a lot of the problems were rooted on third-party apps and the complaints about being slow. The watch is not slow elsewhere. All the other stuff works great, right? Um, I do wish just I wish the watch people said this. I wish the watch face stayed on longer. Um, when you're laying in your bed, it's sometimes hard to trigger it because it 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 expects a certain motion. You have to like press you have to press the button to do it. Um, but again, like that's that stuff's okay. Um, the stuff where it's like painful is the third party app stuff, and it feels like a self inflicted wound. By um, and this is where you know I just gonna break this where Steve Jobs would help, but like that's where you needed someone to come in and say, it's a good idea. It's not ready yet. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> we talked about Twitter staying integrated too long last episode. This is, this feels like an instance of Apple modularizing too soon. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And you can understand why, because it's, it, it's hard to explain why I find this device so delightful mm. because it's, you just have to wear it and you have to see how it smooths out the stuff in your life. And we talked about this before that it's hard to demo. It's a hard device to demo because the talking's cool and the stuff's cool, but you don't appreciate it until you live with it. It does, it does somewhat suggest that Apple didn't have a perfect understanding of why it was so delightful that the messaging may have been, symptomatic of something deeper i guess the question is and based on your experience using it and how much you're enjoying using it was it so deep as to to like cast a like a mortal wound oh no 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 i don't think so i mean like i i no that's that's what i was going to say either but still it's like the first time that this has really happened with one of their introductions and it does remain concerning for me yeah, I mean, because I think with the iPad, they launched it with third-party apps, but that was different because it was close enough to a phone that right. the model was well understood and the performance was, uh-huh. was there and and all that all that sort of stuff. Totally. Um, with it being a complete like, and so I, in retrospect, I think it's clear the iPad was less of a new category than the phone was, or than mm-hmm. than the watches, or than the Mac was, frankly. Um, and yeah, in in. You, you can, and it's totally understandable to see how it happens, right? Apple, we the app store is our biggest asset. Like it's, it's our mode. Like, well, of course, we're going to leverage this into the phone and it's going to make it fantastic. And, um, and yeah, it was a, just a lack of patience and patience. They weren't patient yeah. enough. And, and 
I don't know. Maybe they're nervous. Maybe this is maybe this is a part where the addition stuff comes into. Like, are we going to sell a seventeen thousand dollar device that is just a? But why not? I mean, like, why? Yeah, this is where doing fewer things actually helps. Like, it's easier. It's easier for people to understand a new thing when it is. Uh, like low end plus, other than rather than all these different things jammed in. You yeah, know? and that's what I mean by losing their nerve. It's like they almost like, can we with all these expectations and you know, yeah, all our huge market cap, can we launch something that we know is not fully formed, that isn't what it will be, that we're going to ask people to pay several hundred dollars for a device that's going to be obsolete sooner rather than later, um, and. It, yeah, it requires the user to come along and do what they should have done, which is like get rid of all the third-party apps with with maybe very few exceptions. Yeah, and get rid of the and notifications like, and stuff like that. Yeah, um, right. Well, it, the thing is, it's weird though because you need the notifications. And so, see, this is what it's actually harder than you think because uh, having the notifications is having notifications that you can't do anything about is is also annoying. Like Facebook doesn't have an app, but you can get you can mirror notifications from your phone so I can get Facebook notifications, but I can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. That's also really annoying. And the line thing where I can respond with a sticker, but I can't speak to it, that's really annoying. Whereas mm-hmm. other chat apps that do let you reply or uh, Twitterific like, has direct messages, right? So I reply to direct messages on my watch all the t- already frequently. Um, and, and that's only possible because there is a Twitterific app. So you know, like it's like the same thing. People have so many notifications now. They have so many ways to communicate. If you launched it and you only had iMessage, uh, may, that would also be a problem. So actually, maybe it is a little bit more of a catch-22 than, than we appreciated. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I, I would err on the side of doing fewer things to begin with. Just like... Yeah, I mean, and it's a personal bias, but just like you didn't really get Facebook proper Facebook notifications on the phone except through email when the phone launched, but that was that was probably okay. Yeah, like, that was focus a, that, on the, that was a different time though. I mean, we you, yeah, no, I, I granted, but like I, I I'd like focus on getting the experience right than making the experience extensive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I I will admit though, I, I I've managed to conflict myself because. Um, the fact of the matter is, uh, first off, if you're thinking about getting one, uh, I would absolutely say get one. I mean, I don't understand the whole review or wait till version two thing. Um, the problem with wait for version two, like there's the problem with those recommendations is they take no account of opportunity costs as in you just win a year without having this yeah. device. You know what I, I mean? mean? At like, the same time, it's, it's like a few, I mean, it, it's a substantial purchase. Even the basic model is yeah, a substantial that's purchase. That's, so that's I guess, uh, I don't know. Um, if you're, if you have the means and like, don't buy one because you think it's bad, like buy one. If you think like, Oh, I want to buy one watch, one Apple watch. I want it to last for three years. Okay. I guess, I guess you should wait. Um, but, um, but no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's expectations though. These people that expect it mm. to be, it's a, yeah, it's a different device that requires different expectations and different paradigms. And, Apple, you're right, didn't probably should have erred on on emphasizing the differences as opposed to trying to ape the, the similarities. 
kind of cool to think we've come all this way from like those first few episodes on it and we've talked about it subsequently and now you've got one on your wrist it's kind of awesome to to like having gone through this this discussion to to hear now what your experience is like and um I, I know I've been I've been skeptical and pro- I've been on the the skeptical side of the two of us more often than not. But it does make me happy to hear that you're enjoying it because I deeply believe in the category. I really want it to succeed. I, I think it, I think it could be really awesome. Yeah, and we haven't like, like we've talked about like the real potential for this is the key to your life, right? It unlocks mm. your doors. It starts your cars. Use it to pay. Like wh- when you can start all the various paraphernalia you carry with you. Like I have a, I, I have a gym card and I have a lock for my locker and I have like a key for my scooter. Like I have all this crap I carry with me all the time that mm. in the long run should be replaced by this one thing on my on my wrist. Um, yeah. Like that is so obviously the way things ought to be, you know. But it's always the yeah. question of getting from here to there. And I definitely think there's enough to get us get us to there. And that's when it gets really exciting. Clearly the question was always, would there be enough in the meantime? And um, again, I, I, I do feel on an Island because a lot of no one, I, I mean, Gruber had a great piece, like watch Apple watch. It's like, why all the, like, do you need an Apple watch? Of course you don't need an Apple watch. You don't need almost anything in your life. It's awesome. You have this thing on your wrist. You can talk into people. And it was, it was a great article. I really liked it, but like um, outside of that. And I don't know, like I, there's all this like, I don't know. I feel like there's there's one like you have to, yeah, you have to take it for what it is. It's a watch that does stuff, and then two, like you have. That's the most eloquent I've heard you in ages. Ben. <laughs> and just just to, just to point that out. Oh, thank you. And then two two <laughs> two like you have to if you look at it like to me where this is going is so clear, right? You can't any new category. Yeah, it's cheating in respect to grade something based on what version three and version four will be. But when it's a version one and it's so like to me, it's so obvious that app performance will improve and it's so obvious that that it will get faster and all this sort of stuff, because that's what technology does. And in that light, like, I don't know, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm even more excited than I was than I was before. I have a I have a confession to make. As a kid, I used to watch this cartoon called Go Go Gadget, and one of the characters was called Penny, and she always used to talk into her smartwatch. And I, um, as a kid, I used to run around doing this. And basically, I've just been waiting for an opportunity to fulfill that childhood dream of like talking into my watch and have someone talk back. I sent a message to my wife from my scooter the other night, like which was probably a bad idea. But I'm driving down the road. And I lifted up my watch, my wrist, and I—I I don't know. Like it's the future is cool. The, the future is pretty cool, and it's starting to arrive, which is also pretty cool. Well, actually, one one, one final one final anecdote. Um, uh. so the other day, uh, I'm going to use you, so if we, you can delete this if you want. So the other day, uh, I was at lunch with my wife and son. My daughter's at school, and we're at you know like a. a hot pot type place where you're cooking your own food, right? And so nice. my, my phone's in a bag and we're busy and feeding my son and or helping him feed himself, uh, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and tap, get the thing, look down. Um, uh, looks like my friend, uh, my friend, we'll call him Ames, Ames Jalworth. <laughs> Ames Jalworth is having a bad day, right? Like, uh, and so 
I think I sent you back like one of those ridiculous emoticons that are on the watch. <laughs> they are ridiculous. No, they're terrible. They? they look so bad on like the computer and the phone. Like it's embarrassing kind of. But uh, you were having a bad day and the stupid emoticon from Sick of Town or whatever. Um, did, it, did, it, did it bring a grin, a momentary grin to oh, your face? It totally did. And I, I, I can't lie. Not only did it bring a grin to my face, the whole context of like our conversations about this and seeing that emoticon and knowing it was from the watch brought a grin to my face. So yeah, absolutely. It so did. without the watch, I wouldn't have checked that message. I wouldn't have even known I gotten it till like an hour later. Um, it wouldn't have improved my You would day. have stewed in your misery. Um, <laughs> and it, it's a small thing, but like that... That's what excites me, right? It's like, one, it was easier for me, but also, like, by extension, I hopefully mm. brought a little bit of joy when you needed it. And that was yeah, made no, possible by it being on my body, tapping me, being there. And, like, I don't, it's okay to think that's cool and that that's exciting. It is cool. I mean, it's, there is no doubt that this category is going. The, the next step again in terms of reducing the friction in terms of people communicating, if you think about like from the computer down to the laptop to the phone and now the watch, there's no doubt about it. I, I like, again, yeah, it's it's like the the potential that little thing on your wrist has like, and as you think about where it's going to go, it's awesome. Yeah, the, the other the other thing where I think this differs from the iPad and I'm more bullish on this than, than in retrospect the, the iPad is – the problem with the iPad is that it got bigger. Mm-hmm. And like the the history of technology is that the important new products that become new categories and that that succeed the always. next one, they're always smaller. Right? Yeah. The, the the mini computer was smaller than the mainframe. The PC was smaller than the mini computer. The the laptop was smaller than the desktop. The phone is smaller than the laptop. And the iPad went in the opposite direction. And that doomed it i think to always being a niche device whereas the watch is smaller than the phone and i like i said i don't know we'll ever get to a spot where it's too where it's too small have you watched her yet oh god (laughs) (laughs) can i watch it on my phone you can watch it you can watch sorry can i watch it on my watch that's what i meant to ask can i watch it on my watch Uh, i i don't think that yet um but no yeah, one interesting one interesting retort to that is like I wonder if with the with the watch increasing in prevalence, people so obviously there's the phone functionality, but people would be more likely to use an iPad because you're able to do more of the like quick stuff on your wrist, and like the times when you actually do want to pull something out, a slightly bigger screen would be advantageous. No, totally. And I, I wrote this I think back when the watch came out that you know the watch and the iPhone six plus were are made for each other right i mean like because if the reason to have a small phone is convenience right for i mean one hand use but that's part of the convenience thing right uh Mm. for almost everything else bigger is better and so once a new device comes along that is superior on the convenience angle in every dimension then you might as well go big within within Mm. reason right um, and I yeah. think so. Yeah, I 100. I mean, I have an iPhone six now. My next phone will be the plus for sure, just for battery life more than anything. But also, yeah. But also the like and the the watch, like, yeah. I mean, like, and 
yeah. The new interface. The, what, the new interface. The watch, like, <laughs> yeah. That was that was another amazing the Siri thing. <laughs> the Siri thing's important. And, like, it needs to be good. I mean, Apple, like, I, I'm very pleasantly surprised by Siri. Um, I've been disappointed by Siri, you know, for years, like everyone else. Mm. Um, it And it has to be good because that is the interface. Right? That, yeah. that is the mouse to the Mac to the touch to the phone. Totally. Like, Digital Crown's neat and you... But you actually you don't use it that often. Um, it's the the key is is Siri. Yeah. There we All go. Right, now we really I think long. we're done. Yeah. Yeah, we have gone long. All right, this was fun. All right, uh, I will talk to you soon.